Hey guys, you're listening to Tea Time with Tay, a podcast series where I sit down, like I have a choice, brew some tea, and then spill it. Let's start the show. This episode of Tea Time with Tay is brought to you by my company, Cup of Tay Luxury Loose Leaf Teas. Cup of Tay is a loose leaf tea company that gives back to mental health awareness causes and also delivers you the most amazing organic loose leaf teas on the market. It's my guarantee. We have the cutest packaging, very modern and looks amazing in everyone's kitchen, office, or makes for a very great gift. To check out Cup of Tay, head to www.cupoftay.com or look for the link in our description and it's at Cup of Tay Shop on Instagram. But enough about that and let's get right into the show. Guys, thank you so much for coming back to another episode of Tea Time with Tay. It has been so fun reviving it, starting it new, and bringing in so many people that I am inspired by, and I feel like you guys need to know. So without, I'm going to jump right into it, because today's a very special episode. We have three guests on the show today. We have Stephanie. Steph, say hi. Hello. <laughs> we have Natalie. Hi, everybody. And we got Chelsea. Hey, guys. <laughs> And the very amazing thing about these girls is that we all share the fact that we have had spinal cord injuries, but that does not define us in any way, shape, or form, and you are going to see and hear why very soon. So I thought the best way to kick this whole thing off would be for each of them to share a little bit about their stories and, unfortunately, what landed them in a chair, and then you can hear about how they have been excelling and the amazing things they're doing, not only in their own lives, but for our entire community. So maybe I'll shoot it over to, anyone want to go first? I'll shoot it over to Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea. Hi. How are you doing? Enjoying the summer heat? Yes, it is blazing hot outside here in Southern California, and you can't even roll outside without dripping sweat. So I'm trying to stay in as much as possible. Yeah, we're finally feeling a heat wave over here too in Toronto. So I totally can relate. But you are the first person out of all of these three very beautiful girls. You guys can't see it, but they all came on here with looking so gorgeous and I look like a bum. But you're the first one I met and we met at Physio. And um, yeah, we kind of just been friends ever since. So Can you tell the audience a little bit about your story? Yeah, so um, my whole life, I grew up as a dancer. I started dancing when I was three, and I started competing when I was five. Um, And I found my love for dance at a young age. Uh, For me, uh, I, you know, danced all through middle school, all through high school. And then, you know, high school came, and I was out partying with friends. And one night, I was at a party with friends and needed to go home and Long story short, um, got my first, got the first ride that I knew of. Um, and then we, my friend was drinking and he got behind the wheel and, uh, ended up getting to the car with a drunk driver. Uh, long story short, we ended up, uh, hitting a curb on the side of the road and he tried to veer off and he hit uh, a tree. We went down an embankment and hit a tree going about 35 miles an hour. 
um, and I was paralyzed instantly. I don't visually remember anything, but I do remember the different feelings I went through. Um, and then I was life flighted to the nearest trauma center and my whole world was flipped upside down, just like all these lovely ladies on here as well. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's so funny. I get it all the time because I'm hearing it in you. It's like, I think all of us have shared and you guys chime in as well how many times we've shared our stories that maybe to us it's not as jarring but I know for anyone listening to that they're going to be like what like it's insane how I think we all have found a way to just kind of have to say it without feeling down what do you think Well, I feel as if like there is the pieces that we share, obviously the bulk of the injury and um, why we are in a wheelchair, but then there's an intimate part of our injuries that we can go into detail with when it comes to like an intimate moment. So, um, because there are things like I don't share like so bluntly and openly when people are like, oh, what's your story? I try to keep it small and simple. Yeah. But um, having like a one-on-one conversation and we're getting intimate with this discussion, then I go into like so much more of what I remember and how it has affected me. And um, yeah, I think like there's two different stories with the same outcome. I agree. And maybe Nat, you can speak to this a little bit too. I think what, what Steph was saying is that there's kind of like the base story that we all kind of go over, but then there's just obviously so many layers that make up and define and help to really paint the full arch of the story. Cause it's just so layered and maybe in that breath, Matt, and you can on the first layer, share a little bit of your story and then we'll kick it over to Steph as well. Yeah. Just to add on to what Steph was saying, I think we've all, since we've been asked so many times what our story is, mm-hmm. we've kind of all learned how to reduce it into a science sound bite, basically, but there's just so much more to it. Um, I'll say my sound bite version right now. Uh, I was um, six years ago. Uh, I was a senior in college at the University of Southern California. I was working an internship and a job, was about to start a new internship with Nickelodeon, which was my dream Whoa, internship. That's so um, cool. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't told you that I before. I did not know that. No, no, I didn't. That's so cool. Yeah, so um, I got injured. We, Me and my friends decided to go to an impromptu trip to Vegas. Uh, we decided that Wednesday and left on Friday. So it was literally like a two-day plan. We just decided to go. Um, we went to a club. Decided to stay safe, took the cab home, back to the hotel. Um, on We were about to turn into the Venetian, which is where we were staying, when we were mm-hmm. in a cab, me and my friend. And a drunk driver came and hit us while we were stopped at the stoplight. So um, I don't remember anything from my accident, uh, but I broke my neck, paralyzed from the chest down, same level of injury as you, I believe, C5. Yeah, what's C5? I'm a bit of C4 and C5, yeah. Okay, yeah. So C5, um, spinal cord injury. Uh, Yeah, didn't get to start my internship. Was in uh, the hospital in Vegas for in the ICU about 10 days. And then I got flew down to um, LA, which is where I am, and Mm -hmm. finished my rehab here. Wow. And you said that was six years ago? Yes, almost seven, actually. Isn't it crazy how fast the time flies? Yeah. It's crazy. And wow. And we'll get into all of deeper into that soon. But our last 
um, story comes obviously from the beautiful step. <laughs> um, yeah, so my soundbite, Natalie, <laughs> um, I, I love that. I have something very, very in common. Both of us, the last place we ever walked was Las Vegas. So that's like so interesting about um, us being friends and that we're both the same level of injury, both C5. So, um, yeah, actually my story was I was driving home from Las Vegas on a Sunday and I dozed off behind the wheel and I launched off an overpass and I crashed in the desert, um, out in Barstow. And from there they flew me to Loma Linda. And that's where I started this whole journey of being a C5 quadriplegic. So yeah, that's kind of a quick little wrap up of my story. Um, yeah. And don't, how long was that again? That was almost 10 years ago. <laughs> oh my, yeah. You're almost hitting that decade mark. Yeah. October will be 10 years. Um, I never thought that I would get to this point of being 10 years injured. I remember how Hargrave was the first spinal cord injury I ever met. And he rolled into my hospital room and I saw his wheels underneath the curtain. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> and, is, yeah. mm -hmm. and then when he came in, I was like, that's never going to be me. I'm never going to be injured for that long. And here we are. I'm almost a double digit. So I'm catching up. <laughs> I love that you said that because I think it's a perfect segue into why all three of you have had such an impactful um a great impact on my life is that feeling. I think when you first get injured, you're, it's almost like you disconnect yourself from the injury, I feel like, and the people who also have gone through what you got through. I know for me, for the longest time, I couldn't even accept the fact I'm like, okay, I see people in chairs, but like, that's not me. Even though here I am pushing and trucking along in a chair. It was the weirdest. I had this dissociation and I was almost terrified to interact with other people in chairs because it would be admitting to myself that everything I knew had changed. Anyone well, else? Yeah, that's the hard part about it all is that like the second that you um, get yourself involved in this world or make a friend in a wheelchair, it becomes reality. And so that's the scary part is like you're actually facing yourself and you're associating yourself with people who are like you. And there can go, you can go two ways with that. You can either, eh, no, I don't like this and push away and keep pushing away. And then depression follows, or you can make a friend and learn and grow and become stronger and better for it. So, um, I'm so happy we all chose the op optimistic path and, uh, um, we're all friends here and stuff. So it's really cool. I know it was for me, it was going to LA for the first time and the first time I ever went for physio and I met Chelsea and what she probably has no idea about which she was one of the first girls in chairs that I've ever met. And before I met her, I saw her on, Oh God, what is the name of the show? Can you remind me? Oh, I, oh. to push girls. She was on push girls. Yes. Chelsea was on push girls. And I remember watching that from my little home in Toronto. And I was like, Wow. I always wanted to go to LA because I thought I was going to go there to UCLA for being a gymnast. And so I was like, when I go out there, I'll go get physio and I'll be a push girl myself. And the first day I go to physio, I am introduced to a push girl. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, Chelsea, but we, somewhere along that trip, you came down to where I was staying and we went out for dinner. And at that dinner was 
the first time I felt comfortable asking questions. And I asked you so many questions, mainly about dating, I think. And you completely opened my eyes to everything. And I wanted to know how long did it feel like until you felt comfortable asking other people for help and then giving it yourself? Uh, you know, I feel like because I was on Push Girls, the first, like, after that first year, I was kind of just always surrounded around women that were injured for three times longer than I was. And so I was just getting, I was getting advice without having to ask. And then because of Push Girls, I think I was just kind of catapulted into that whole, like, Hey, how do you do this? Like how you were asking me all the questions. Like I was just kind of catapulted. I don't think I was ever really like, okay, I'm ready for questions. It just kind of like came with it. And when you're around, and I think we all can uh, relate to this right now, but when you're around people that have been uh, like injured longer or sorry, less than you, you, you're then the kind of person that can give advice, you know, where you're like, Oh, I, I, this is how I do this, you know? So I feel like I just kind of like catapulted. I never really was like, okay, I'm ready. I just kind of figured it out, I guess, you know? It just kind of became your opportunity to share. And I don't think any of us maybe realize how much, because I know we've all had questions asked from other people now. And I don't think we all realize sometimes how much those little conversations can have an immense change of mindset for people. Because you even told me, when you came, I think you were in a dress and I was like, wow, you can wear a dress in a chair. And you were like, girl, of course, why not? And I couldn't answer yeah. that. And you know, what's crazy too, is I had that moment that you had with me. I had with Ali Stroker and oh, like, reason. I was literally, I remember looking at her being like, you really rock those shorts. Like you really do. Like you really don't care. You're so trendy. And like, I wanted to be like that. And so I, I had that moment when I was newly injured where I was like, I wish I could wear cute things. And like, you know, now I have like the roulettes that always are trendy and always looking cute. And I'm like, okay, I have to like kind of keep up with that, you know, but it is that constant reminder that we are beautiful. We are enough and we can be just as trendy as the next person standing next to us and look just as good, you know? For sure. Now, oh yeah, Steph, go ahead. I feel so opposite from this. Like, I really further from these experiences like I being a quadriplegic I don't know why but when I was newly injured there wasn't there wasn't people like us doing what we're doing on social media so I would beg and ask other quadriplegics females how they do things and it was very competitive and I never got like the advice or guidance that I wanted because it was just like, they would just stop answering. Like everyone wanted to be the super quad. And so it was so frustrating for me because I had to figure out everything on my own. And I remember the first time I wore heels, that's maybe not the first. No, I think it was the first time I wore heels after my injury was after a man shouted out a window and said, what a waste of a beautiful woman. And my twin made me put on a pair of high heels and go out to the bar that night. So like, I will never, ever forget that. But I had to learn all this from my twin helping me get the confidence again because she was there with me and she, she knew that I was the girl who always loved to stand up and flaunt like everything and just be the girl who's like proud and loud in a room. And 
she felt as if like her wearing my clothes was taking from me. Um, cause you know, we're identical twins. So she would force me to go above and beyond of who I was. So I didn't really have the experience of like friends with friends kind of, I met you guys, I met the roulettes kind of already like situated, kind of like already a roulette. <laughs> so, yeah. And is that where you guys met Natalie too? Is that not, how did you, what was your journey into everyone? It's so funny because your experience with Chelsea and Chelsea's experience with Allie is my experience with Steph. Amazing. Steph. <laughs> it goes on. The trail goes on. Like really? Like it was like she was one of the first girls I met in a chair. Yeah, one of the first girls I met in a chair. We met at the gym that um we used to go to or she used to go to, I still go to. Um, and she was wearing like these cute leggings and like she was like working out and I was still I was in my power chair, I was still wearing a uh the compression stockings. Oh my I, gosh, wow. Um I was like very very newly injured and my blood pressure was like dropping and I remember asking her about dating too because like I think that's one of the first things we think about because when we're injured we don't feel pretty anymore yeah so so it's like something that you worry about and so I asked her about dating and stuff and she was like and I was like maybe when I get stronger you know and my surgeon cut my hair because I had a halo like yeah I had one too cut my hair do you have scars Are barely visible. Oh, Steph's video disappeared. But you had you had a halo too, right? And for anyone who's listening who doesn't, there are two terms I think that came up, but maybe not everyone will know. So Steph mentioned super quads, and what we define as a super quad is um, there's different levels of spinal cord injuries. There are paraplegics, which Chelsea is, and then there's quadriplegics, which Natalie, myself, and Stephanie fall under. And it just means that the amount of paralysis you have in your body. So quad is four limbs and a para is two of your major limbs. And so when we see a super quad, it's technically what we think of someone who does above and beyond the general expectation of a quadriplegic should be able to move. So that was one term. And then the halo is this death contraption that saves your life, actually, that goes um, on your head and is screwed into your skull. I have a picture on my Instagram um, to help align and stabilize your neck after surgery. Just wanted to clarify that because I know people are going to be like, what? I know for us it's simple, but for other people it's going to be a huge question mark. But um, yeah, so you said that staff helped you with dating. And I know for me, Chelsea helped me with dating and to the point where I said, I was fascinated that she had a boyfriend. Fascinated. Could not wrap my head around it. And beyond that, she's asked me what my dating experience was. And at the time I said nothing because there was nothing going on. But very shortly after I arrived back home, I went on dating apps. I showed myself and I had my first boyfriend. We're together still anymore? No, but he is literally one of the most amazing men in my life. So thank you, Chelsea. And I'm sure Nat to Steph and Steph and how is dating? Well, we'll kick it back to Chelsea because you have been with your very nice guy, Jay, for a while now, and you're newly engaged. I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. Newly engaged. It's very crazy. Uh, we met through the industry. He builds wheelchairs for a living. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I'm newly engaged and it is very interesting. I like, 
can't believe it, but I can. And I'm just excited, you know, and the next step for me is a wedding, obviously, and then babies. And, you know, we're just gonna roll with it. Cause I, at least I have, you know, seven other girls that I can be like, Hey, I need you to nanny. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's, I need your help. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be all aunties. <laughs> Seriously. But what was that like for you? And maybe all of us, you guys can chime in anytime. Like, what is the dating aspect? Cause I know there's so many girls right now who have their eyes on you guys, the roulettes. Um, again, we'll get into the roulette soon. Um, but I'm sure that's a question that comes up so much. And I know for me, it's a question that comes up when people ask me whether they be in chairs or out of chairs. So how have you been finding that experience of dating and not only dating, but having to share your story and life with someone? Because I think we've all at this point had experience in dating, right? I'm not getting that wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like for me, like it just for just, I obviously like, I'm not dating anymore, but like for me, the biggest thing was just like, it's so different to live with someone. Like you can be dating someone, but living with someone and then going through like losses and going through stuff, like you really learn and like, you really learn who they really are, you know? And it's, I think we're always constantly evolving as humans and we have to like, remember how to refall in love and really like stay in love and refall in love. And that's like, it's not everyone. You're not going to always be able to do that with everyone. But for me, like with all the stages that Jay's went through in his life and all the different stages that I've been through in the last five years of being together, you have to like always be able to come back together. And that's like my biggest thing is just like, and I know Steph's dating. Natalie, I don't know if you're dating. I don't know. Are you dating? <laughs> Nat, are you, are you dating Natalie? Not right now. Um, I did the dating app thing. I never had any luck though. It's like, oh. I hated it. Not gonna. <laughs> okay. I shouldn't say I hated it because I did go on some fun dates out of it, but just nothing ever stuck. And yeah. So I kind of just gave up for now. I know I shouldn't, I need to keep trying because it's definitely something that you, you can't, I feel like, I don't know. Do you guys agree where you kind of have to put your, you all, you definitely have to put yourself out there. Oh, and it's huge. Yeah. I'm kind of, eh. what did you think, Seth? I don't agree. <laughs> um, my whole hinge, Tinder, Bumble, whatever it is, it, I'm not even in a wheelchair. I, you, you won't see me in a wheelchair in any of my photos. And that's not because I'm trying to hide it, but it's just like some people don't understand and they don't choose to get to know you. And I don't like getting the instant messages like, oh, you're such an inspiration. Like, oh, like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, I checked out your Instagram. Like, you're such an inspiration. I don't like that. Like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> so um, I actually had a really successful um, Tinder match. I don't know if you guys remember. Um, I dated this, like, soccer player for a while. Um, we met on Tinder, and I actually showed up to the bar in my wheelchair, and he had no clue. So that's kind of wow. how that happens. Um, so I kind of, I don't know, people call it catfishing. I call it fun. But <laughs> that's my lifestyle. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for COVID uh, to, you know, get better. God bless everyone out there and hopefully everyone's staying safe. But, you know, this was going to be my year of dating. I wanted to start dating because I'm turned 30. Um, next, almost next once. You do not look at 
for a second. <laughs> so I, it was like, I'm determined. I'm going to start dating. And then COVID hit. And I'm like sitting right here with sweat pants on and a nice shirt. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. But, um, but yeah, so dating can be extremely challenging and very intimidating, but you have to figure out how and what is, uh, what you're going to be most comfortable with, with approaching someone. Um, I'm not too afraid to approach someone at a bar and be like, Hey, excuse me. It gives you a good excuse to touch the bum because you're at that level. Excuse me. <laughs> you're at bum level. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. What do you think this confidence? I know I feel like I'm halfway between Natalie. Definitely not at Chelsea stage because she is just like rocking the game, but halfway between maybe Natalie and Steph and maybe Chelsea and Steph can speak to this for us. Where do you guys find that extra push of, I don't care. I'm going to do it and push myself out there and what will be, will be like, where does that confidence comes from because for me it's almost there but not fully there something i've always said is you have to fake it till you make it um that is something i've always whenever people ask me about how how i have gained my confidence back or how i've gone where i'm at and i've always said i faked it until i made it i would go out to the bar in the little dress in the high heels nervous as hell not knowing how the heck people are going to see me, what questions they're going to say, if they're going to be rude. Um, and I would go out and I would pretend like I had the confidence that I wanted. And the reaction of people around you will surprise you. And eventually you'll get hyped off of that uh, reaction and you'll start to believe in yourself more and more. So it's more of like a faking to make it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I completely agree with Steph. I definitely remember times going out and being so self-conscious or putting myself out there on social media and just being so self-conscious and just being like, okay, go, okay, I'm going to do it. Or, okay, I'm going to post that. And being so self-conscious. I mean, for so long, Steph, I didn't wear low-cut shirts yeah, because I, <laughs> I had got a boob job. And I was so self-conscious what people were going to say and how they were going to think of me. And Steph was over here like, girl, wear that low-cut shirt. Girl, you wear that. It's fine. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like you, you put people around you that are going to be your hype girl. You know what I mean? And that are going to hype you up. And that is like, I feel like how you build confidence is people just being like, go for it. And like loving on you because some people don't get that and some people need it. And, but I agree stuff like fake it till you make it. I'm sure some people don't agree with that, but like, Hey, it's work for Steph and I, and we faked it till we make it. And I mean, I feel confident, but I also feel like Steph and I are human and we go through different feelings of being like, I don't feel like I'm fit. Y'all, I'm eating mac and cheese and broccoli right now. It's all about balance. You know, like it's all about balance. So we, we go through those same exact feelings that other people do. We just know how to bounce back faster. And I think that's a perfect segue into something that's so important for so many people to hear, whether you're in a chair or not, is that I think for us, not all of us, obviously the same level of social media presence, but just so one of the things I get the most is people saying, you look so happy all the time. And I don't think people understand how normal and human we are too, that we go through the ups and downs. So maybe if all of you guys, maybe starting with Nat, can maybe speak to your experiences with your highs and lows and how you deal with them and keep pushing. Yeah. Literally. I always like to say that social media is curated. It's not real life. 
we only put ourselves on social media when we're feeling good, when we're feeling confident, we feel pretty, you know? And um, it's funny because actually I have dealt with some, um, I wouldn't say backlash, but some negative comments on TikTok that have affected me. And I stopped posting for a bit. I really in like a week now because I've just been getting some negative comments and I haven't felt good about myself. So what are people saying? If you don't mind me asking, um, a lot of people are saying like, like there are comments like, haha, you're, you're in a wheelchair and like, at least my legs work. And like, you know, just where they're just making fun of me and it just, I just haven't really been on TikTok since. You know what you do is you share that comment on your page and you make another TikTok and then all the positive comments flying in and people talking all this yippee yippee yep crap back to them. So yeah. If I could snap, I would be snapping right now. Like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Chelsea's in her video snapping away. Like, yes, that is honestly flip it, flip it and reverse it as Miss Yelia would say. And people are, people are crazy. And I, and we've all heard crazy things. I'm sure. Like I, I remember when I first got injured, I had somebody made a video at the time. My dream was to meet Ellen and somebody made a video like, let's get Taylor to Ellen. And one of the earliest comments was, why would we get this B to go to Ellen? This N should be six feet under the ground because she's paralyzed. And what is her use in the world right now? Oh, and when I tell you, I saw that and I I bawled, obviously, and was personally and emotionally damaged, I swear, for at least three to four months. And it's the craziest thing because social media is so incredibly powerful, but it can be so scary to put yourself out there because of those people. But one of the amazing things about it is the opportunity for growth, the opportunity for community and that is what you guys have all done. I mean, starting with Chelsea with the roulettes. And so Chelsea, I would love for you to share about the beginning of roulettes and just how it's transformed into a, literally a movement. I always describe it to people when I watch you guys as a movement. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, for me, it's, I, I know that like I started it, but like the girls bring something so special, every single one of them, so special. And my, my biggest thing is like, you know, for me, when I started posting my dance videos, Natalie, I can completely relate to that because when I started posting my dance videos, there would be like, say a hundred comments. There'd be one person that would be like noodle legs, haha. And I'm like, ah, and that would just get under my skin, you know? And like, But the biggest thing about social media is like, you have to go in thinking the worst and hoping for the best. And like, okay, people are going to not like it, but you might be completely surprised. Um, But social media also, a lot of people are like, well, you know, what do you follow? Like, it's just so oversaturated with like girls in bikinis and blah, blah, blah. I don't really follow any of that. So I don't see it, you know? So it's all about what you follow and how it inspires you to be a better version of yourself every day. And all the people I follow, that's why I love social media is because people inspire me and that's who I follow. I don't follow people that make me feel bad about myself, but there are going to always be those comments. But like Steph was saying, you know, screenshot that and post it again, because 
that is, that is showing people that you're human and showing people like, Hey, this bothers me. This is not okay. And showing people that there is online bullying, you know, and Steph and I get that a lot. Oh, Steph more than me, I think, because of like, I don't know. She's in the beauty community. Yeah. So Steph, Steph, so Chelsea is a dancer and an amazing, amazing dancer that I will put links and everything to all of their socials online, um, which puts the start of the roulettes, which we'll go back to. But Steph, you are, I would consider you part of the beauty community online and the beauty community online period can be a very, very, very nasty place um, in terms of the comments that people receive. Um, But I can only imagine the second layer of that with you being someone who is different entering that community. So what has that experience like been for you? Yeah, you know, I think when it comes to comments, we are all human and we are going to see that one negative comment in bold, but there's going to be like 20, 30 other positive comments. And so I think that that's something that we all need to remind ourselves when we see something in bold like that, that is um, discouraging to us to remember that there is 50 times that in good. So um, you have to release that and have that be the fuel to your fire. So like, I honestly being called like T-Rex hands, uh, crippled. Like I've had so many comments about my hand function in videos, which is what I was afraid of to begin with, which is why I didn't want to show my hand function entering the world of beauty. But then I don't know, things, you know, things changed over the years, Chelsea knows. Um, and you know, now we're here and, um, yeah, I'm like, I'm the woman who's representing Ulta Beauty for California. So, like, like snaps again. Like, that is insane. And I remember the one of the coolest things that I saw recently from you was the fact that you went to, or a little girl in a chair went to the store to see your Ulta picture, and she felt represented. And mm-hmm. then you got the opportunity to meet that girl. And I think the representation is so, so important. And there's so, like Chelsea was saying, there's so many different facets. So the roulettes, um, obviously are a dance, they're a dance crew, uh, girls in chairs and you guys travel around the U S and perform and educate. But what I think the elevation that has happened is that you guys have become a platform for other girls to see what the real, life is because there are there's so much reality in it you guys hold web like web i don't know if they're called webinars ig lives with people showing their different abilities and different things and what they're doing and chelsea was saying you guys each bring something different i know nat i've been loving watching your videos and right now as we're recording it we're in the middle of COVID 19 so if you're listening to this in the future it was during that pandemic that we all are surviving but now how has it been like for you joining the crew a little bit later on um, and what you've been able to do with showing your fitness and just, I, I love the comedy sometimes you bring too with your TikToks because you've gone viral several times. I've been watching. It's insane. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I joined the roulettes last year in 2019 um, and it's definitely been a journey because I started going to roulettes events back in 2016, um, when I was still in a power chair 
And so it's really crazy because these girls have seen me progress like as a dancer, starting in my power chair um, and progressing to transitioning into a manual chair. So um, yeah, it's been great. I'm still, you know, trying to get better, trying to get stronger. Uh, Steph is the other quadriplegic on the team, but we still have very, very different um, levels of function and the way we dance. So um, she's teaching me a lot about that, which is great. I think that's so special. And that's something I've seen too with you. Cause again, I met you when you were in a power wheelchair and now you're in a pair uh, and not a pair chair. Well, a manual wheelchair. And I swear if the snow was not here in Canada, that would be great all year round. But I myself have started to get into my manual chair and try pushing around in my house because the weather's nicer. So hopefully coming soon, but Steph, how is that? journey been for you being the first quad to join the team and then I got some questions for Chelsea coming up soon yeah I didn't want to do it (laughs) (laughs) she was like no no I was like nope 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 I just did not want to do it and um I remember going to one of the dance camps and um I was just like yeah you know and then I went to I think it was like the second day or the next spot and um I actually participated and I had a really good time and I, I slipped and I said that to Chelsea and then she bugged me and asked me to join the team. So that's kind of how my journey with the roulette started. Um, but I was terrified. I was terrified, um, to see a, see myself next to a group of paraplegics, knowing that I don't have the hand function that they, they had, uh, knowing that I couldn't do the wheelies that they did, the spins and do all of that stuff. So I was extremely terrified to be outcasted in a group of girls and be discouraged um, until we did the uh, Can't Stop Dancing video. Um, Chelsea's like shaking her head yes. Um, it wasn't until that video, we watched it in Chelsea's kitchen when I started crying because wow. I and I look like everybody else. Uh, but that's that's the sisterhood that we have as Rolettes is they accommodate and we make everything totally adaptive for everybody to be a part of. That includes for the Rolettes experience. Um, you know, we, we don't mind showing people another way of how they can present their hands to go with everybody else instead of doing like a fist or something like that. So we're very, very good at um, just making everyone feel included um, because we need, we need this to be normalized. Um, yeah. All the abilities, like everything is normal. Not that we're different. Like we all just need to be normal and be one. Amazing. And I love what you're talking about, the role it's experience. And Charles, I would throw it to you. What, if for people who don't know, is the role it's experience and why? Because I know you guys, you have obviously a lot of power. Why the choice to expand beyond quads um, to quads who might not be able to, as Steph was saying, do everything that the pairs can do and might, what was that journey like for you and in involving your roulette team? So, you know, when I first started, I purely just wanted friends. Like eight years ago, I was like, I just want to meet people like me. I just don't want to feel alone. I purely wanted my community my hometown to really be like, okay, so she's not the only girl that can be in a wheelchair. So I started eight years ago, but I started like learning over time that there were other girls, you know, it was all paraplegics at the Mm -hmm. time because that's all I knew about. I didn't know anyone else at that time that was like a quadriplegic or anyone that I vibed with. I just like 
purely reached out to girls that I knew about. And then as time went on, I started re- like meeting other girls and I, the Rolex experience is now, I mean, it always has been just a place for women to get together and feel like when they roll into a room, everyone's at eye level where they go into a room and they belong there and they don't feel like they're outcasted and they don't feel like they're alone because over the course of the last eight years, I've learned that there's people out there that don't have friends in wheelchairs. And that blows my mind because since day one, I mean, I went through that whole, like, I don't want to be around people in wheelchairs. I had that for what, eight months. But like, after that, I was like, all right, like I want to meet other people. And it just blew my mind that you know, other girls didn't have friends in chairs. And so for instance, when I met Steph, I was like, Hey, like you want to come in? Hey now, you know, like, cause I was so drawn to her and we, we had met before that, but I just really, I've always been like the type of person that wanted a lot of people around all the time and just yeah. very like open to everyone. And I just really enjoyed being in a room full of other girls that were like me. And, you know, when Natalie came in, there was only 13 of us at the Rolex Experience Camp. It wasn't called that at the time, but, you know, and then now there's 175. And so what the Rolex Experience is, is it's a weekend for women and children with physical disabilities that use wheelchairs, um, any diagnosis. We have autoimmune disease, we have spinal cord injury, spina bifida, diseases and, and diagnoses that I can't even pronounce. Yeah. And they just come from all over the world. Um, and we have dance classes, stuff does a makeup seminar. We hope that Natalie's going to do a meditation class. That'd be incredible. Um, we, do, we have workout classes, seminars, uh, pool party, PJ party, red carpet event. But it's just basically, I tell everyone it's a weekend and it's a big sleepover slumber party with 200 women from all over the world. And it's just such a good time. That is amazing and insane. And I am making it a point, COVID willing to be able to come out to the next one because (laughs) I watching the last one, I had some serious FOMO and I threw the roulettes again. I know we don't, we don't all talk all the time, but truly I have been that observer, that like girl on Instagram who have been so inspired by, which I know sounds so cliche because I get it. We hear it all the time, but truly I've learned something from each of you in so many different capacities. And I wanted you guys on here today to highlight how amazing it can be when girls come together and with girls in the same community come together and what can be done because this is a group of people who support each other, love each other, are here to educate each other. And I think that's something so beautiful. And to wrap this podcast, which I can go on forever, but I would love it if we can all leave a little bit of a message for the next girl or guy who unfortunately finds himself in the situation and what you would want to say to them in that moment and what their future can be. Anyone who wants to start can. Uh, I think my biggest thing is just, I guess I'll start, is just find other people like you. And that's like what I did in the very beginning is just find people that are like you, find people that will keep you accountable for what you want to do and stay focused on your goals. And don't for, don't like 
be scared to try something new. You know, I would have never met Natalie or Steph or any of the other girls if they didn't choose to come and they didn't choose to step out of their comfort zone. So I think beautiful things can happen when you step out of your comfort zone. I love that, Chelsea. And maybe Nat? Yeah, so I kind of want to like talk about how we all felt like we didn't want friends in wheelchairs at first. And like the newly injured person, I want to say that's totally normal. And also it's not your fault because I think the reason we felt that way is because we didn't see people in wheelchairs anywhere, like in media in anything. And so we kind of always thought that was a separate world that we are not a part of. When in reality, we all live in the same world. We're all people, you know, we're all similar. We have, we have, um, things that are similar. We have things that are different. And so I just want to say, you know, everyone feels that way at first. Um, but I hope that you do decide to reach out and find people that are like you and in the wheelchair community, because it's really a great community to be a part of. That's Guys. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Thank you. That was so good. And staff. My advice for someone who is entering this beautiful community that we're so blessed to be a part of is don't, how do I say this? Be optimistic about your injury, but be realistic because you're going to pass up so many opportunities. If you sit there and just keep saying, I'm going to walk again, I'm going to walk again. I'm going to walk again, live in the moment and be realistic. Like today is not the day maybe and live life. Don't forget to live. Um, cause I passed up probably a good solid year and a half of my life in the beginning, working so hard to be what society considers normal um, and to be able to walk around again, that that's a year of my life that I, I could have lost out on experiences with new friends and support groups and just living life. So I would say be optimistic, but be realistic. Always have the hope and goal and dreams of being you know, able to walk again, but in the moment, enjoy life. Exactly. And I think that leads, thank you, Steph. And I think that leads into probably my last note for the newly injured person is the combination of all three of those. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to ask uncomfortable questions because we've all asked those uncomfortable questions and don't feel like you're not human to want to find someone who might understand you, even though it's uncomfortable. And beyond that, be excited about the opportunity to reshape your life. A lot of people become stagnant and sometimes this might catapult you into being the person who you were actually meant to be. For the longest time, I thought I was going to be Taylor Lindsay Noel, the Olympic gymnast. And when I had a spinal cord injury at 14 years old, I had to rewrite my story and I'm living a story that I'm pretty damn proud of. And I think that all of us can kind of resonate with that. So to that end, where could all of the listeners find each of you? It'll also be in the description, but where can we find you on social media stuff? Yeah, well, first of all, we are all Rolettes. So you can find us at um, on Instagram, uh, Rolettes underscore LA. So uh, you guys can see all of us. And we also have plenty of other girls who dance with us. And you guys can see them on that page as well. Um, my handle for makeup tips, life, and in my new fitness journey is at the letter U, walk, and then underscore I glide. Amazing. And that? Yeah, so all of my social media handles, well, I have 
uh, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. It is at Natleaf. That's N-A-T-L-E-E-F. And Rolette also has multiple social media handles on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Yes. Yes, YouTube. Chelsea can probably speak to more of that. Amazing. And Chelsea? And yeah, so we have YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We have got all the socials. Um, and uh, you can find me just Chelsea Hill on literally every social media platform. I'm not going to go through them all, but all the social media platforms. <laughs> yeah. And again, all of that will be in the description. So thank you guys so much. I think this was such an incredible and important conversation. And I hope that even one person can hear this and just feel inspired to do whatever they want to do. I think that's the thing we got from this. You can do whatever you want to do, no matter what life is thrown at you. And I just really appreciate you guys taking your time and I will see you guys on the next one. Bye. Once again, thank you so much for listening. This episode was brought to you by my company, Cup of Tay Luxury Loose Leaf Teas. It is the most amazing, delicious organic teas on the market. We have green teas, black teas, white teas, dessert teas, everything that you could want in one place. Head over to cupoftea.com, that's C-U-P-O-F-T-E dot com, or at Cup of Tea Shop on Instagram and all other social media handles. The link is also in the description. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.